Welcome to Guarding Your Nest Egg podcast. The first half of the year has been the worst one for the S&P 500 in more than 50 years. That's a big number, 50 years, yeah. Down more than 20% for the year so far. All Mm -hmm. three major indexes, the Dow, NASDAQ, and S&P 500, ended June and the quarter in red. Do you think this sell-off is over? I mean, you're a fee-only fiduciary financial advisor. This is what you watch all day, every day. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Kristen, I've been doing this for 20-plus years now, and 48 now, and I'm planning on doing this for a long time. But I remember, if, if you look at that 20-plus year time frame, probably the toughest time that we saw for clients would have been 2008. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything's about 2008 and, and the market crash and everything that happened, and we all know the reasons why. But the bottom line is, I don't know that this is going to be another 2008, but obviously markets are down over 20%. That's a big number. And again, worst start in 50 years, meaning 2008 wasn't even as bad as this first you know, six months has been. And what I'm getting concerned about is I'm, I'm starting to see or hear advisors, or it doesn't matter if it's on TV, or, or they're talking about, okay, this is a buying opportunity, right? So. Mm-hmm. The markets are off 20%. Maybe this is, I actually heard bottom. Somebody said, hey, this is probably the bottom. Let's start buying in. I don't think so. It doesn't feel that way. It doesn't look that way. These people not traveling numbers and people not spending money numbers, that hasn't worked into the economy yet, right? They haven't been reported. And so the market hasn't had a chance to react. You and I are just observing it on uh-huh. our travels over holiday weekend, but it hasn't been reported. Now, Coming up here real soon, we're going to get numbers on the second quarter. Mm -hmm. So what was GDP for the second quarter? And every time somebody says, well, you know, we may get a recession or the probability of a recession is is, is higher, but they keep sort of pointing to 2023. Kristen, I I think we're there. I think we're seeing it. All I have to do is go travel and I can see it just in how people are reacting to the cost of goods and services and things just slowing down. So I would be shocked if we aren't in a recession and if the second quarter wasn't a another slowdown in GDP, which is technically a recession. If I'm an investor right now, and if I have been hanging in there right now, uh, again, with our clients, Kristen, on the retirement accounts that we manage, uh, we can move money in and out of uh, positions on their account on something like an IRA or a Roth account because there's, there's no tax consequence to that, right? So we can move in and out as often as we like. There's no cost to the trades. And we went ahead and moved our clients that are in IRAs and Roth accounts out of the market uh, back in March, mm-hmm. uh, just because we, we felt the, the the probability of success in the market, we would be taking too much risk to try to make money for our clients. So we went ahead and got on the sidelines. Now, I know a lot of our listeners, um, maybe they didn't do that for themselves, or maybe their advisor didn't do it for them. But I don't think we've seen the bottom because going back to when these numbers start to hit, or if we are in fact in a recession, which I believe that we are, when it becomes technically a recession and they report it, the market, I don't think, is going to react very well to that. Mm. Um, your portfolio isn't likely to act react very well to that. So, yeah, we're 20-plus percent down at this point in time. But, again, in the past 20 years I've been doing this, I've seen markets down over 50%, right, in the 2008 market. So mm-hmm. I think there's potentially another 20 or 30% downside from here. Uh, do I know for a fact that's going to happen? Absolutely not. Well, a White House spokesperson recently told Fox Business that the nation's, quote, historic labor market recovery, end quote, with over 8 million jobs added, 
could serve as a possible safeguard against any concerns about the impact of hiring freezes. However, in recent weeks, major tech companies have announced hiring freezes. Now, they haven't actually called them that as aggressively, but it is what it is. And some analysts, such as Slatestone's chief market strategist, tells Fox Business that we may see more Americans take on part-time work in addition to their full-time jobs due to economic worry. The guy that I did some business with on my website had a full-time job in a tech company, but he was doing this on the side because he had three kids, he had a family to support, he lives in California, taxes are high, cost of living is high, and he was using it as an opportunity to bank some extra cash. And so it makes perfect sense. It also makes perfect sense that if people are going to do a side hustle, they're doing it maybe in preparation of thinking their current job may not be around next year. Just a short time ago, it seemed that employees, not the employers, held Mm -hmm. most of the power in the job market. But are you starting to see a shift, too? Well, I think we really are. I mean, not certainly not at Talon when it comes to employees and stuff, but I think we're seeing it in um, in markets. And we were talking about how things just really seem to be slowing down. Your your holiday weekend in South mm-hmm. Carolina, some of my travel lately. Listen, if if it's slowing down at restaurants, at movies, at um, again, he said, you know, tech companies. I think that, yeah, it, we were in a situation where the employee ha- held the upper hand and uh, a lot of people just weren't working and we had this labor market that needed more people and people weren't going back to work. I, I think those people are going to have uh, be very surprised that the labor market, I don't think, is nearly as strong as it, it, it was maybe six months ago. I think it's going to continue to get worse. And and just going back to investments and how we should manage money, as we start to notice these things, what that most likely means is if companies are pulling back and they're hiring less, that probably means that their sales are down. And if their sales are down, that means their profits are probably down. And if their profits are probably down, their stock price is probably going down. And this isn't just going to be the technology sector, Kristen. I think we're going to see it uh, throughout. And uh, we've finally gotten to a point, I believe, where we just reached critical mass on people's willingness to pay prices to travel, pay prices mm-hmm. to go out, pay prices for groceries. This whole thing that we suspected would eventually happen, which is why we pulled our clients' retirement accounts out of the market back in March, is we suspected that this wasn't sustainable. This can't continue. Markets are overbought. Stock market was too high. The housing market's still too high. Um, we didn't even talk about that, Christian, but but mm-hmm. look at real estate now. All right, mm-hmm. go to, I don't know, whatever your favorite, if you have, I, I do this because I think it's fun. I look at real estate and then I find like it interesting. Like on Zillow or something on like Zillow that. On Zillow or something. Go to Zillow. Look at how many of the people that had their house listed at a certain price are now reducing it. That, I've you're, noticed you're, that. You're noticing. So, so all right, I'm going to bring my sales price down. So all of this is uh, slowing down. I dare say it seems like it's coming to a screeching halt. So ask yourself, you're looking at volatility in the market. We're looking at uh, things haven't been too good, but these numbers just haven't been reported yet. So we start getting labor numbers that are bad, right? We start getting more employers laying off. We start getting, um, uh, certainly uh, prices are still high. If we find out that uh, we are in a recession, as you know, I believe that, mm-hmm. that that we are right now, but second quarter GDP numbers here come out shortly. And uh, I think we'll find that the um, GDP 
went down again for two consecutive quarters, which is the definition of a uh, recession. So if we start reporting recession, start reporting people are getting laid off or not hired or hiring freezes, start reporting that um, consumer sentiment, which has already been down, consumer confidence is going down. All of these things lead to a stock market that isn't likely to do well. I mean, where are you at on your investments right now? Are you working with somebody who's saying, hey, don't worry, hang in there? Well, I mean, I guess the great thing about telling your clients to hang in there, Kristen, is eventually you'll be right. You know, That's eventually true. The, stock the market, market will, will come back, but is it going to be at the wrong time for you, right? Yeah. I mean, eventually <laughs> it comes back. I mean, that's why they're like, well, hey, I can tell it, these advisors who tell their clients to hang in there, they know eventually the market will come back. But the problem is if you're retired or close to it, you're not 20 or 30 something years old. You're, you know, late fifties, early sixties, maybe even seventies, that type of volatility, you don't get the opportunity to recover from that mm -hmm. and hang in there. doesn't really work because you're trying to pull money out of your account every single month to supplement your income. So it's not as if you just hang in there and eventually it comes back. It's as if, well, your portfolio is going down and then maybe you're paying fees for management on the account and then you're pulling money out of the account hang in there doesn't work in that situation. So Kristen, we just want to encourage everybody to, I know it's tough right now, but take an active role in taking a look at your statement, look at how you're invested. If you don't understand your probability of success moving forward, give us a call. We'll sit down with you, do an analysis, show you what your investments are likely to do moving forward, and then help you understand how much money can you pull out of your account? in retirement and not run out of money? How much risk should you be taking in retirement? How can you get efficient in your portfolio? Efficiency to us just means how do we invest our money so that our return is as high as it can possibly be given the amount of risk we're willing to take, right? So there's, there's nothing wrong with taking risk in your portfolio, but you have to be compensated through returns for the amount of risk that you're taking. And I think mm -hmm. there are a lot of people out there right now that are taking a lot of risk in their portfolios, their 401ks or their IRAs or their whatever managed accounts they might have with an advisor, they're taking a lot of risk and they're losing money. They're not getting returns. So you have to make sure that's balanced. And we just want to encourage people not to just hang in there. Get in touch with us at guardingyournestag.com. As of early July, the latest consumer confidence survey showed short-term outlook on the U.S. economy reached the lowest point in about 10 years. A separate survey of consumer sentiment by the conference board fell to its lowest point on record. And according to the Wall Street Journal, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said recently that he's more concerned about stopping high inflation than about the possibility of raising interest rates too high and pushing the economy into a recession. In fact, he acknowledged that their recent turn towards lifting interest rates at the most aggressive pace since the 1980s raises the chances of an economic downturn. So he's acknowledging what is possible here finally. Is the Fed's mindset in the right place or are they really just in a lose-lose situation? First of all, Jerome Powell's job is horrific. I mean, I would not want that job ever. Um, and I, I don't even know what it pays, but it doesn't pay <laughs> enough to have to do what, what he's doing. And there's just no, personally, I think he's not in a good situation. And the way government and the way politics and the way everything is playing into this, um, I personally think that they've lost all control over what this economy is actually going to do. 
So to sit around and think that, well, if they raise interest rates or don't raise interest rates or is, is going to have some sort of an impact, um, I think we're already moving in a direction that they, they really can't. Uh, th- this idea of a sort of soft landing mm-hmm. in this economy, which is what they're looking to do. Uh, personally, I think they've they've lost the ability to to soften that landing. Now, could they screw it up even more from this standpoint? Um, yeah, I think they probably could make it significantly worse than if they just left it alone from this uh, point on. But I don't think it's going to be a soft landing, and we're starting to see it. And, w- and what I mean is just the, things are slowing down at a pace that is, I think, way faster than they believed it would. And then mm-hmm. I think he's under pressure to look like he's doing something about inflation hmm. and to look like you're doing something about inflation means you go out and you say, well, Hey, I'm going to raise uh, the fed rate to sort of slow this economy down, but the economy is already slowing down. Hmm. So I think I'd be really worried if I know they're saying they're going to do another uh, rate hike, mm-hmm. but if they actually do it, I think that would be pretty scary because things are already really, really slowing down as we've already talked about on on this program. I just want to point something out that we haven't really talked about, Kristen, but for our listeners who maybe are kind of interested in nerding out about stuff the way that I do, um, we haven't talked on our program about copper, the price of copper and and, and how copper works. So so we all know what copper is, Mm -hmm. but we don't always take the time to think about how copper is an indicator of what an economy is likely to do or what the world economy is likely to do. Can I ask a dumb question? Yeah. Does this equate in any way to people stealing copper? It could. So here's the thing. When people are stealing copper, it's probably because economies are really good because the price of copper is really high. So they're stealing it so that they can okay. go you know, sell it. Here's the problem. Um, they're less likely to steal copper now because the price of copper is tanking. I see. Um, okay. And when the price of copper is tanking, again, we, we hear about people investing in gold and silver. Copper is something that's used in manufacturing around the world. And when mm-hmm. the demand for copper starts going down... It's basically companies around the world telling you that demand for their product is going down. And it's a leading indicator of problems. Oh, so gosh. as we go through all of these things and the Fed and you know whether they raise rates or not, and uh, I mean, I just think about all of these indicators that things are likely to get bad. It's a lot of data that isn't in the market. And I know we have a lot of people that have been struggling in this market um, maybe that currently aren't working with us and they, they're just looking for a way to say, hey, listen, how far could it go down? Maybe I'm being told to hang in there. Maybe I'm sitting on 401k with limited investment options. Uh, if you're age 60 or older or if you're currently retired and you just like to have a conversation about what the options are, we're available. It just takes a phone call. This is this is, this is, this is Guarding Your Nest Egg with Mike Lester. Catch up and interact with the show anytime at guardingyournestegg.com. Mike Lester is an investment advisor representative of Talon Private Wealth, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Talon Private Wealth and this radio station are not affiliated. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Discussions and answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized advice, but are limited to the dissemination of general information.